There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Damn it. Already Dan Soder has entertained us wildly here in the studio. He's at uh, Stand Up Live this weekend. Welcome, Dan Soder, from the Bonfire with Jay Okerson. And, yeah. Uh, what else are you doing? You got your show on, your Showtime specials running right now. Is that on HBO. Showtime? Come HBO. Come on, Dan. Well, I don't know the difference HBO. anymore. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> Dan, I can't uh, stream enough. Max. I understand. HBO. It was HBO original, dude. Yeah. It, aired on the, it aired on the mothership, and then now it's on Max. <laughs> That's where I saw it, on yeah. Max. HBO Max, you That's can stream right. it, which is awesome. Yeah, but, it's great. Yeah. Wait, that was you, the coolest, was watching. The only time I've ever been proud of anything I've made was the when it premiered, the HBO special. Yeah. I was My girlfriend was like, do you want to watch it? And I was like, no, I hate my can't hey, do my act. I, I edited it. this thing, yeah. but I was excited to watch it go from a movie. It ended like a Seth Rogen movie and yeah. then like coming up on HBO. And then it was the, and I got yeah. to watch, go into my special. That's cool. And that reminded me of growing up watching all the sure. HBO specials. Which is really cool. Cause then there's you. Yeah. That's which kind of ruins like. HBO for you probably. Cause exactly. it's like, they'll put me you on. Let, you guys let me yeah, in. Right. That's what, every time <laughs> I see myself on something that I used to admire, yeah. it ruins it. Yeah, like Sirius is ruined for me because I've been there for seven years. Yeah, like, it's destroyed. I've taken a dump in that place. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, yeah and it just takes the the, Nothing the, special. the shine and yeah. the lure is off the building, off yeah, the like, entire attempt. Yeah, Howard Stern, yeah. yakety schmackety, yeah. whatever. This I, is easy to get into. Yeah, I, whatever, fine. <laughs> I used to look up to radio people. <laughs> yeah. I used to like when I was a kid, like, man, that guy's got it made. Yeah. I remember I, the day it, I told these guys this a while ago, but I remember the day my love for radio people was was shaken. Because I used to think it was like a thing. Like yeah. KRP, everybody seemed fun and cool and like the coolest guy in the room. Uh, they had a guy named Shotgun Kelly here who started ooh. to molest a kid. Cool. Yeah. Well, that part, I'm like, ooh, bad guy. That's like what that. got him into radio. But then they, sh- <laughs> they showed us. child brides? Wait a minute. <laughs> That's free with radio? Oh, my Lord. But they showed his house, and it was like this one-bedroom dump. And I'm like, wait a minute. I thought all radio guys were like, I thought there was some sort of a... That's how I got my name, bro. There's like a stick. You had to climb the stairs to ascend to greatness to be on the radio. I'm like, nope, they'll take anybody. Nah, bud. Yeah, a lot of renters in this business. A lot of renters. renters, And not of nice places. No. Places that you would like be bummed out. Yeah. 
getting your mail and you're like, are you the morning drive time guy? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Hey, look, I'm just trying to get out of Toledo. Just hey, give me a break, man. Listen, buddy. Also, yeah. don't forget we're giving away $10,000 on Monday. <laughs> Those just, are the keywords. Just, just, the keywords. <laughs> just the keywords. Go to the website. Monday morning. The I'm going to give you Monday morning's yeah. word of slumlord. <laughs> Asshole. Do the drop. Yeah. Do the drop. <laughs> Do it. Uh, you and I have a, 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 yours is much bigger than mine, but a similar oddness with Corey Feldman. Mine is in its fledgling stages of him not liking me, and I think it'll disappear quickly. You're a national name, and you get some stuff, but you- He has a full-on jihad against yes, Jay and I. Yes, he has a thing against the entire bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he told Black Lou, but right. I don't think that's going to happen. I went to his show on Monday, and I will say, no matter how great you may be today, on stage this weekend, or just in passing with me in the hallway, sure. the phrase that will- encapsulate 2022 for me is Corey Feldman on stage introducing his bass player as you may remember him from Meatballs 4. Oh, my That Lord. sentence can't be topped. <laughs> oh, my Which was You might remember called? him from Meatballs That's 4. That's so fun. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a Meatballs 3 that necessitated a 4. Let alone, it had a, he said it had another name, Well, too. it used to be called Happy Campers. <laughs> yeah. But then he said, then they tied it to a bad franchise. And I'm like, <laughs> it was so bad they made Meatballs 4. Oh, my God. Said, he was in Meatballs 4 with this guy. You By guys, the way. You guys might know my drummer from <laughs> Gremlins, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was Robert Mitchum's grandson. Oh, buddy. Who was so. Oh, not proud of his buddy. His <laughs> there's nothing sadder than when nepotism runs out, <laughs> right? I mean, when it dies, where, yeah. Where you're like, oh, there's no juice left in that right. berry. That's how untalented that's the pressures you of the are. Family, who's the guy yeah, or yeah. girl that's going to do that? Robert Mitchum's grandson squeezed that wet towel as long as he could, and it, it's like, oh, it's always in a field where you're like, oh, what? Yeah, you're trying. Did you think that was going to translate to this? Yeah. The, like, they, the, I don't know if you're excited when Corey calls you and said, congratulations, you're my new bass player. You're in. <laughs> I don't know if that's a great day Grab your axe. You're going to watch me narcissistically <laughs> prance around the stage. for. So how do you want your Corey Feldman beef to end? Or do you? We wanted to make up. Jay yeah. and I genuinely, dude, this is wild. And this just happened recently on the bonfire. But we were like, ideally, we wanted to come full circle. Sure. We are Corey Feldman fans. We love <laughs> Lost Boys, Goonies. Grew up on the guy. Right. Yeah. I'm 39. I grew up with Corey Feldman being right. an incredible right. actor. house. Yeah, I loved it. He was in right. stuff that I genuinely still like. I loved the Lost Boys movie. Loved Goonies. All the stuff that, you know, uh, License to Drive, all that stuff. Heather Graham helped that one out. Yeah. And then he hated us because we did a deep dive on his music. <laughs> and our whole point with him deep diving on his music is, hey, just admit it's not that great. Right. And we'll give you the break. Like, just... Show some sort of humility. Exactly. Yes. Or also just self-awareness. Yeah. Like maybe you're not the best, but after we made fun of him and he started hating us, we found an interview where he was like, after he bombed on the Today Show, he was like, you know, a lot of people didn't understand Kurt Cobain or Eminem when he showed up. And we're like, okay, we're wow, fine making enough. fun of this That's guy. It. We can we can tee off yeah. on this guy. Yeah. So we, we wanted genuinely to have him in the studio and be like, hey, we like you. Yeah. We were just making fun of you. And then it kind of got out of hand. And we want to apologize. Yeah. So we reached out. Uh, our producer, Lewis, reached out. And we had like a great Black Lou like reached out to him and was like, hey, they want him on, blah, blah, blah. And the guy got back and he's like, <laughs> there's like three. They're like, all right. Uh, three ways, three things they have to do to get this interview. They have to um, apologize. Via, they have to write a letter to Corey and apologize. Oh, they uh, he won't go live nope. on the show. I know that one. And he has final say if you'll release the interview. Which all three things we were like, yeah, we'll do that. We don't care. <laughs> right. We'll write an apology letter. 
We don't have to actually yeah, mean it. A sarcastic apology letter it's, might be the funniest thing of, of like all. Like from of a it. kid from third grade, yeah. backwards letters. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We were going to do it on air. We're yeah. like, we'll compose it on air, and right. then we'll just give it to him because he doesn't listen to the show, obviously. No. But we, and then so now it's just like he just hates us. Yeah, he just straight up hates us. And he was in, he was in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, and a, a lot of bonfire fans were like, "Dude, you got to come out early. Oh, man. and go to the show because we went to his show in New York two nights ago. I was there. Oh my god, well he played. When, yeah, Wednesday night. Yeah, That's when he played. Right here. And tonight he's in Fort Worth, Texas. And if I had time, I'd go. I'd drive down there. I would absolutely <laughs> hit it, man. I, I'd follow I, him like I, the dead, dude. I would, I, would, I would get on that train. <laughs> yeah, I might even be dressed I, as an angel by the time oh it's my, all over dude, just I'll to dress, see. I'll be a mangel. Yeah. I'll be a main angel or a mangel. <laughs> I turned to my friend and I said, I've never seen a human catastrophe this delusional on stage in my life. And I said, if this goes till four in the morning, I'm staying till four in the morning. I want My friend was Brian that I was with. And I'm like, if we're the last two standing... And he says, hi, Brian and John, this one's for you. It's the only thing that can make this the, a better night. It was incredibly, like, he's not on the same planet as us. No, I took an edible before we went to the show oh. at Highline Ballroom, and it was his birthday show. And he was like, we're going to do three hours. <laughs> and I looked at Jay. I was like, there's no way I'm making it through. <laughs> and I made it through with, oh, it was with extra gas. Yeah. And at one point, Jay who is very good at starting like chants or whatever, getting people. Right. He, we had enough fans of our show right. that people were like, oh, they're there. He got them. To, we, we started to chant, what's up with the youth? Yeah. What's up with the youth? And yeah. he went, well, the fans want it, so here we go. And he did what's up with the youth, and we felt vindicated. We were like, we got him to do yeah. what's up with the it youth. It was so quiet where we were. When he did the meatballs four thing, oh. I was in. I was I, there were only three rows to stand, and the rest of the place was empty. And he goes, "You might remember him from Meatballs Four. And I go, "Meatballs Four. And the guy goes, "Yeah, Meatballs Four from the stage." And I'm like, "They can hear us talking. Oh my god, it's so quiet. They can actually Busted. hear us." Oh. Uh, oh my god! Oh, yeah, no, he, no uh, I don't have any vocals. Oh. It's just yeah. This is him. That's him. Though. Mitchum, that's, that's him. It. Yeah, poor yeah. Bastard. I mean, we've you know we've gone through the saga. I think we've gone up yeah. and down. We've stopped talking about him for a while, yeah. and then now he's like his we, tour's on. Yeah, we want. He doesn't. Here's the thing that upsets me about Corey Feldman. You don't know. You don't know how to do this business. No. If you have someone with a large platform on Sirius XM that has talked about you almost obsessively, promote. Yeah. Go on it. Yeah. yeah. Because. Yes. Confront it. Here's the thing we did. When we when he was at the Highline Ballroom in New York, we made sure we told our fans, do not be disrespectful. Right. We are not going to this thing to be mean. Exactly. Throw stuff at him. You're going because we genuinely want to enjoy this because his music stinks so bad that we've <laughs> learned to like it. Yes. Like It's like blue cheese. It's like moldy, <laughs> but you, we've got to taste for you. it. Somehow or another, it works. It works I'm great. I had the best time ever listening to horrible music. Horrible music. The yeah. covers. Oh, oh yeah, dude. I mean, he did Cry a Little Dream. So there's, an in, there's a performance that we have that we have a drop of. Uh-huh. Where he just dropped in on this bar show and sang uh, Beatles oh. songs terribly. He did a Beatles did song Blackbird. the other night. He did Blackbird, but we have it. <laughs> oh no! Our like karaoke? Wow. Or, like it was. It sounds like karaoke, oh. but it wasn't. <laughs> and our it was choreo. Our super producer <laughs> DJ Lou has the drop where he's he's like hey! he's like yeah. try singing and it's just so he's off keys. He's got he's tone deaf. Everything. And you know what the best thing is? The back of the shirt I have on right now says. 22 plus a few in 22. Well, you know, that's... Written on the back. Yeah, because you know his number is 22. What does that mean? Dude, 
he has a slight interest in numerology. Because there's 24 dates then. But then do 22 dates. There's 24 dates on my show. But that doesn't make sense. I I hope you're ready to do a six-hour show. For me to explain explain the lore. Let's go He's sinking. Corey Feldman has sabotaged your your seat. So you have to understand that uh, we got in deep. Like We dove deep. And his best friend was Corey Haim, which everyone knows. They were both in the movies, the two Corys. One is singing and one is the lucky one. One's one's passed away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Shout out right. Hamster. Yeah. We would never besmirch the Hamster <laughs> name because that's what they called each other. They called each other Fell Dog and Hamster. Wow. So we called that's them that. Great. You need to write a book. Yeah, dude. And we the thing that started when we turned heel on Corey Feldman right. <laughs> was because we found out that he just buries Corey Haim because he was jealous of him. Oh. So you go back and you listen and you're like. He makes Corey Haim look like a drug addict, yeah. like a loser. He talks about Corey Haim being molested, yep. which was documented. Yes. But he does it in a way where he's like, he was a regular pincushion. <laughs> Me? I was just getting topped <laughs> off by beautiful women. Yeah. Like, dude. Like, Last I, man standing. I swear to God, there is a Lifetime movie called The Two Corys that's yeah. executive produced by Corey Feldman. And it's one of those bio, it's one of those yeah. bio films where you're like, oh, this was written by Corey Feldman mm-hmm. oh. because everything bad happens to Corey Haim and yeah. Corey Feldman's character is like, He's cleaning I'm it just up. misunderstood. Right. And you're like, like he gets molested several times in the <laughs> in the Lifetime movie and then Corey Feldman just gets a beach from a hot older lady and he's like, nah, I guess that's kind of being molested too, right? And <laughs> yeah. you're like, no, 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 no. You made yourself look so cool. So then it like yeah. we let it go and we're like, all right, that's crazy. And then we found his audio book called – Choreography. <laughs> by the way, this is for the record, and this is all stuff that's been yeah, proven on the bonfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, this is all proven on the bonfire. He says he grew up dancing with Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I remember somebody telling me that. He said he if they taught each other to dance. Dude, yeah. in the Corey Feldman movie, in the, uh, the, the, two the two Corys, there's a scene where Michael Jackson's on set of Goonies. And Steven Spielberg is like, oh, this is Corey Feldman. He's like, hey, I heard you got some good moves. And you're like, no way he said that. There's yeah. no way he said that. <laughs> yeah. not, not you're just retelling you your own story. <laughs> so we became so interested. And then yeah. we found the the book choreography. And, and someone was like, you know, on Amazon, it's like an audio book. And we're oh. like, we we're like, please tell me he does it's it. It's a fever dream. We we're like, please tell me he reads it. Oh. And we downloaded website. the book. And the first line in the book is, Corey Haim was over 300 pounds and his hair was thin and his life was... He just dumps on his friend. <laughs> right away. Right, right off away. the bat. So then we were like, we don't feel bad for this. Yeah, no, no, no. And Corey no. Haim's mom hates him. Really? Like, yeah, it's like a whole thing. I don't think he's got anybody in his corner outside of the five sickle fans in his band. It's narcissism, Yeah, dude. and his it's, wife. Who, his, yeah. his mom was at the show on Wednesday. Well, no, right? uh, the drummer's mom was. Drummer's mom. Yeah, the okay. drummer's mom I was there. Was. Yeah, he's got a... He's got a, he's got a tur- but here's the thing about Corey that really un- upsets me. It's like, dude... All you have to do to unlock all of this is just admit, like, yeah. ah, man, I don't know, I'm not that good at me. Yeah, just go up and go, hey, look, I'm doing it for me. I like to fart around. Yeah, right. And everyone will be like, cool, man, play Ascension Millennium. We've played it so much ironically that I actually like the song now. Dude, our producer, Jacob, went nuts. When they went into Ascension Millennium, he shrieked. He was like, yeah! Yeah. Like it was a hit. I mean, yeah. it is a hit to us. Well, it's a smash. If it's you're, a smash I, to the, us. The, the guy that I was oh, with, you ever watched like, the music video of it? Uh, we've seen little bits. I don't think I've watched it all the way through. It's a it's a one shot. It's a continuous shot. Well, because I can't it. afford anything. But else. dude, <laughs> one edit just too. Watch it. All right, I'll bring it, it up. It's him like waking up, and then it's just like him being awesome. Everything is yeah. awesome. His, his day. Yeah. yeah, but he wakes up with beautiful women in bed, showers, yeah. and then he's just dancing. 
<laughs> it's just one of those things where you're like, dude, how do you not feel you like go. a tool? <laughs> Delusion. Dude, I love what. Here it is, dude. Some beautiful girl with him. Is that his wife? Uh, I think so. She's a pretty just, lady, but when she started singing, I'm like, wow, she's from the asylum dude, too. Dude, he just gets up. I'm telling you, we could put Corey Feldman over if he would yes. just let us apologize. If, if he would play along, dude. He's got this logo on the back of his robe. Bam. <laughs> oh, this is solid, dude. Go on YouTube and watch Essential right. Millennium. It's we one of the best music right. videos of all time because yeah. he just does this continuous shot from his perspective. Uh, then he's just the out of the shower. Yeah, yeah rose petals around the tub. He's like, I'm just, I'm done jamming. I've never, I've never been so fascinated. <laughs> oh, oh, look, look at that, that. face. See, uh, I, ca- I caught the disease you have. I caught yeah, the core. The guy liner yeah. is I can't, strong. I can't not, like, know what he's up to now. Yeah, like, dude. It's just such a, it's such a thing oh, that I don't have as a human being to not recognize my flaws. Fel, Fel Dog has us blocked on Instagram, on Twitter, <laughs> oh, so Dog. we can't, and if anybody says, you know, because we say crackle crackle just as a joke on right. our show, if anyone tweets that out of me, blocks them immediately. Oh my God. He just straight up blocks them. <laughs> he's just like blocks, and it's, I don't understand that because it's, I understand it, obviously, because sure. it's like borderline harassment, but... <laughs> It's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, and I always am like, dude, just let it in. Yeah. And then when anyone does this in this business, when they act like uh, no one hates me. Right. No one, it's like, well, then now more people are going to hate you. Exactly. Instead of you just being like, ah, oh, this is kind of silly. I'm an idiot. And then people are like, hey, yeah. just be a silly idiot. In the middle of the show the other night, he goes, hey, something's going wrong, so we're going to cut this one short tonight. We're not going the full two and a half hours, which was a kind of a nice thought. And then he did it anyway. But I think well, it's because he was looking at the crowd. Wondering where everyone was. Well, now he's now he's got a beef with Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I know. He thinks he's sabotaging his shows. Like Marilyn Manson's got heard that kind the of stories? time. Yeah, dude. First Broke off, the- Jay's a massive Marilyn Manson yeah. fan, so this was a a meeting of the worlds. <laughs> right, oh, it's just serendipity. Well, but we were saying, if Marilyn Manson did it, how oh, fun would that be? I was calling your driver and say, "Have the bus break down <laughs> <laughs> right. ten times, rig it, pull a spark plug." Yeah, I want and you to die. You see, I mean. Oh, you'd be dying laughing also, if you were doing that. It's so crazy just to be like, oh, this guy's going out of his way to sabotage my right. tour. Because you're that important to you. Yeah. Like, you would think somebody would take Could the you time imagine to imagine if do I that? was like, yeah, dude, sorry, Phoenix didn't sell. Larry the Cable Guy doesn't want me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but Bill Engvall is He loaned me. I'm using his old bus. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, and crazy. his driver. And he, the mics he, break and whatever. He no matter what he Manson. says, he doesn't want me to get it done. <laughs> he doesn't want me to get it done at all. I'm sinking again. Oh, my uh, God. You got to stop breaking that calf. chair, man. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah dude, it's I the this fat dumper. And think about this. The, like the, the fact that we've spent another 20 minutes on Corey Feldman I'll, here. Dude, I'll, it's multiple arms that he's reached of people just saying, Corey. I'll end up in the Library of Congress <laughs> talking about Feldog and his stupid music. What's the Feldog number thing? I'm oh. curious. So, it's numerology. 22. Dude, please watch the Lifetime movie. Yeah. Because there is legitimately a scene where Corey Feldman and Corey Haim go, my favorite number is 22. And he goes, my favorite number is 222. So 222 is their number. Together. There's a song called Remember 222. Okay. And there's like, so we like have a drop. The, the Marla drop Gibbs the, show? Dude, we have a drop on, on the bonfire that just goes, I take a slight interest in numerology. Because that's what he <laughs> says in the book. Well, in that video we just watched, it's all he two- walks out of the... There's a framed picture that says 35 on it. There's a song. No, no, there yeah. is? Oh, he's got a 22 song. Yeah, I, no, there was Room 222 was a show. And so yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah. 22 would be your favorite. Unless you're an Emmett Smith fan, maybe? 227 was more like it. Oh, yeah, that's Corey Haim. These are my dinner guests. Edgar and Alan's problem. 
Remember when we used to dance? What? Dude, I know his music too well. There it is. Remember back when we were I can't do it. Jay and I would do our own list. Remember when you got raped and I was out just making money? (laughs) (laughs) Barry's his best friend, dude. It's wild. As soon as he he couldn't wait until he's dead. He was dead and then he was like, watch me dance on this (laughs) grave. Michael Jackson style. (laughs) Michael Jackson taught me. I taught him this move and this one. It is weird because it's like no other human being. I was watching that the other night. I'm like, I've never seen someone more delusional. Yeah, yeah, and then that show was like gigantic to him, but the screen was like five by five, five feet by five feet. But like his, like the images in it were crooked. His AV guy and didn't was fit. Slacking. It was like a bad AV in t- in school. Like a bad they, film strip. Yeah, the film strip <laughs> and it was kind of crooked. And you're like, oh, we'll tolerate it. I the laser want- show was like lights of guys trying to make a cat dance. Yeah, there's, there's. I'm just hoping it ends with a crescendo of an actual sit down. Yeah, of, that'd be great. I'm rooting for that. Of like me and. You know, like Frost Nixon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in like, a quiet room. Just a quiet room. Yeah. And it, just Jay and I. Uh, let me do this. Because like in Frost Nixon, they had to get some neutral place. Yeah. My home. Dude, we'll You're do, allowed to we'll do it in my Phoenix. living room. You guys fly out. We'll fly out to the desert and we'll have this sit <laughs> I'll, down. I'll put you up. Because really, Jay and I want <laughs> yeah. to be studio, studio, Come out to Studio 22. Yeah. Like, we'll our, call it that. Yeah. 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 All right. I can't tell you right now, but my address has 22 in it. There we go. Also, I've thought about it. And the, what I've pitched to Jay is, I think we can get in his good graces if we can broker a peace meeting between him and Corey Haim's mom. Oh, so geez, if we man. got them to be cool again, and if we were able to set that up, I yeah. think Feldog would be like, "You guys aren't that bad." Huh? I think you can. I think get you Haim's can, mom first. You can yes. smoke him out if Corey Haim's mom comes on and starts talking about him factually yeah. well, from her perspective and then he'd want to defend that. Now you also have to understand he's called us pedophiles before. He's called us like all this stuff because he's like there there's an under there's an underground satanic thing. God he yeah. knows you guys. Yeah I was gonna hates say. Us. Well hates, you're in show legitimately, yeah. legitimately hates us. We learned this this morning because I got a we got an email. I've gotten several emails from people who are saying, you know, I realize you're under the umbrella of the media uh, so you can't really talk about why Ann Hesh died. What? And like many, many people are saying Anne Hesh was killed because she's got a movie coming out about the sex trafficking and that we as the media are all in cahoots against not actually reporting that. And Do I'm you like, remember wow. when it was just one guy at a bar? Well, exactly. Like that? It's the internet ruined it. They put them all in the same space. Yeah. Do you remember when there was just one guy where he goes, actually, I've actually heard this. And then you go like, shut up. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> I'm not talking yeah. to this guy much And longer. now they're like, we actually have political influence. <laughs> they can talk cool. to each yeah. other. They go, we're actually a yeah. pretty powerful little subcategory. Group of lunatics are like, we get it. All you media people are the same. And I, I can't reiterate enough that we've never once had like a, a fax machine that tells us, here's a story nobody in the media will ever uncover. There's and one Hesh, in every building. And Hesh has us figured out we're all pedophiles. I, it, everyone is full of it. You yep. should just know that. Yep. And I saw that more than anything. We were going through COVID and we were finally allowed back in the serious studios. And uh, they were very, very strict. They were like, listen, we're only going to let a couple people in. Blah, 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 blah. But then across the streets, Fox News. And uh, we saw they had a stricter vaccine policy, really? mask policy than we did. And then you just saw all these people and you're like, that's crazy. You, go, you yeah. turn on the channel and they're like, don't take the vaccine. Don't wear a mask. <laughs> 
And then their thing was like, you can't even come near the building if you're not vaccinated. And I was like, that's so insane. Yeah. yeah. And then that's not what the people see. People right. are like, yeah, but CNN. You're like, yeah, CNN's full of it too. Oh, everybody I hate those is. idiots. Yeah. But everyone's full of it. Yeah. If Everybody's think, wearing a costume where, and playing a role. Where's exactly. the taint? Where's yeah. the taint yeah. in news? I just, right. exactly. I just want to get in the, I don't care about any of it, yeah. which is freeing. When you become completely apathetic yep. and you're like, I don't care. That's been my I'm last I'm more worried year. about Corey Feldman. All I say in my life now is I'm here for the laughs. <laughs> yeah, dude. None of this can bother care. me. I'm looking for the humor and all the dark stuff. But when Ann Hesh supporters call, or not supporters, but people are like, she she had you found out, bro. You and all the rest of your pedophile media friends. And I'm like, we never once met up and said we got to keep banging these kids. I and mean, these Ann Hesh types are going to ruin it. I do think it's weird that you have so many shirtless young boys giving <laughs> well, coffee sure. here at this radio station. <laughs> well, we yeah. want to keep the guests comfortable. Yeah. We know you're in it's show business. It's summer, bro. Yeah. It's went, a well-known went, fact. Which one do I get to feast on? <laughs> Like, I'm not here for some sun-soaked boobs. Like, I'm not here for some real nope. Scottsdale fakies. Hairless some, twinks and will provide. There's nothing I like more than coming back to the desert and just seeing sun-battered boobs. Oh, yeah. Isn't it great? I love it. Tan lines. Something about a promiscuous lady in the desert where I'm yeah. like, damn, you're like a Tom Waits song. <laughs> the mirage I'm looking like, for. Look at those big fake cans. you got to assume... Is- she moved away from where she's from. Oh, my daddy issues all over. Anytime, I love it. Anytime yeah. I just see one where I'm like, she was a Scottsdale skank. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, I love this, dude. You think I want kids? I hate kids. Yeah. I'm not having kids Same. for that reason. That's the biggest, that's the second biggest draw against uh, pedophilia. You got to yeah. hang out with kids all day. That yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> I mean, the snacks are cool, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. You get there, you get into their lunch bag. Yeah, and you're sure, you get some, some gushers, but you <laughs> a gusher know? In, in the pudding. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, I don't understand the whole thing yeah. of like, but you know what? But we'd all have to be in on it. But what if it, what if there is some truth? Yeah. That's and then what the child about. traffickers are like, got them. <laughs> right, these idiots are well, I went, arguing. I went on this big thing this morning about that because these emails coming in about. I'm like, back off the Ann Hesh thing. We're all D students. We got jobs. We yeah. we have no idea how to keep a conspiracy this tight. And I'm like, and so just stop. And uh, you know, I've already, I just got another one. She kept her on life support to clean a coke out of her system. And I'm like, I don't know if this is real or We've not. We've got audio people. from the I'm going to tell you right now. But I do worry that in five years, that whole thing I went off on this morning comes out and Ann Hesh was. It was actually killed by a group oh, of people. And then you're in the documentary, <laughs> right. and it's just our audio out in text. Yeah. And you're like, see, they were covering it yeah. off. And now I'm the only one in the media that didn't know yeah. about this, but I just went along with it. You didn't get the email? No, no. We're all supposed to cover it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fox, yeah. CNN, all of them. Nobody knows uh, that that it's all the same. Well, if you don't hear up. us on Monday, yeah, you'll know. I want everyone, if I'm ever in an accident or on life support or whatever, I want it to be a conspiracy. I want oh, people yeah. to be like... You know that he actually found out where they were keeping the bodies. Like that right. sounds so cool, <laughs> right. as opposed to just like what probably was a, yeah. an accident. Where right. you're like, oh no, you know when you yeah. ever get in an accident, you just do that thing before we go, oh no, yeah. and then it happens. <laughs> you don't ever say. We always make fun of that on the bonfire when they do biopics, and they're yeah. always like, they say something profound before they die. Yeah, it's like the biggie one. He's like, I'm gonna be a better father, and then he gets <laughs> murdered. Yeah, it's like, you don't do that. Right you before, go like, yeah. My last words would probably be like, do you want to get Wendy's? Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, it's over. <laughs> Those are just, funny when you hear yeah. the historic ones, the actual like last words of yeah. uh, some presidents. Or, or like uh, Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have that. What's no. the general? Uh, well, there was a general in, uh, in, I think it was the Civil War, but he said, yeah. uh, don't worry, their guns can't reach us from. That's and that so was funny. it. <laughs> and then funny just, ending. Yeah. That's a real ending. That's a real ending. Like Lincoln yeah. probably leaned over to Mary Todd before he died and was like, who's this actor? And then it was just <laughs> right. lights out. 
<laughs> and then John Wilkes Booth is running on the stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, remember yeah. that the Civil War was yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. It didn't goes, happen. Hey, did we leave the candles on? Yeah. Or the one, like, what, what is it, Adams and uh, Jefferson that died together? And Adams says, at least Jefferson survived. Yes. And like, no, that didn't no, happen because he no. died the same he went, day. It's cold in here. The, 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 they had a beef. The most badass president this country has ever had. There needs to be a movie, and nobody knows it, is James Garfield. Dude standing in a train station in Baltimore. Stumping. Dude walks up, shoots him, and his words are, What's this then? That's and he cool. reaches into his own wound to try to get it. And then the doctors came, and they start digging around in there. He lives for eight months, dies of the infection from the doctor's dirty hands. No way. Finishes his speech. Yeah, finishes it. Well, no, that wasn't. He didn't finish that his speech. No, I no, that he, was a different. That's, that was uh, Roosevelt, I think, got shot and finished his that's speech. That's what it was, yeah. Ted. What? Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of them like just, ah. Old school anyway. presidents, you had to be real tough. Bad bully, asses. bully. Yeah. 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 Ow. Biden just gets a wind and he's like, I want a nap. <laughs> I need to sleep. You even trying to put a coat on the other yeah. day? Oh, no. I that can't was do tough. It. It was tough. I got a 95-year-old grandmother and there's a lot of similarities. There's a lot of similarities of like, I wonder if Joe gets that yeah. call the way I call my grandmother. We're like, you got to have someone help you, Joe. <laughs> Are you eating? this anymore. Are you eating? Are you having your protein bars? <laughs> Are you still okay? Are you cleaning yeah. up the dog piss all over your apartment? <laughs> that if we don't, if we don't stay on, that you got to get. That's uh, why they got the dog to blame it on the dog. Yeah. Oh, uh, the dog! Oh, he again. Yeah, he uh, relieved himself. Dan Soder's down at Stand Up Live all weekend. If you want to go, standuplive.com. and uh, you do. How do you do the bonfire when you're on the road? Uh, just- we record Monday through Wednesday. Oh, okay. So we so do two episodes on Tuesday. And then air the the pre-record on Thursday. I didn't know that. I thought you guys just kind of probably zoomed it by now with all the technology and just pop it. I hate Zoom. Yeah, I do. We too. did it for a year. It's the worst. We did it for a year, and it was. Uh, and they just killed a vibe. I was doing a podcast for a while with it, and I'm like, this is brutal. Like, and then you get in a room, and you're like, should we kiss? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> we should sit this. on each other. I think it's we missed much it so much. <laughs> so yeah, we go out of our way to go in the studio because yeah. we missed it so much. Are you excited about football this year? You're shivering. You're, you got the feeling. I bought Madden. Twenty for, days. I bought Madden for the first time in four years. Is that, years. Yeah. See, I'm afraid of Madden because the last time I was serious about it, it was when Bluetooth first started, and a 12 year old boy called me the N word about 45 times and beat me 105 to three. <laughs> oh, yeah, they still do that. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I don't I, play online. I just I play the computer. That's what I think. But I <laughs> bought it um, because my middle school best friend is the head coach of the Dolphins. Oh, That's, no kidding. Yeah. So I wanted to learn his playbook. So now I play with the Dolphins. As a, I'm a 49er fan. Yeah. So I played with the Niners because I love Trey Lance and I yeah. like want to see how – he's a fun Madden quarterback. Oh, I bet. So you can run with him. But I was like, more importantly, I got to learn McDaniel's playbook. <laughs> right. I was talking to Nate Bargetti about that this morning. I was like, I want to call McDaniel and be like, some of these plays I don't Not like. Not so great. Yeah. And he's like, those aren't my plays. And you're like, okay, I'm just telling you. That's a Madden's supposed to be realistic. It says it's in the game. It's in the game. But it's crazy to have someone that you used to play Madden with. Yeah. In the he's game. an NFL coach. Well, he runs out on the game. Oh, you like see him on the side, the computer, there McDaniel. Is. Yeah, Man, just be that's like, cool. bah, is bah, he bah, the bah, coach bah. that everybody didn't know was black? Yeah, yeah. It I was, didn't. I mean, you didn't know until just recently. I was like, I didn't even know. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> uh, when I met his dad, we've been friends since we were twelve. Yeah. And when I met his dad, he didn't tell me he was half black. Oh no, kidding. Quarterback. And then his, I met his dad, and I was like. Is that a normal thing for you? It's like, hey, dude, before we become friends, I gotta let you know I'm half black. I don't know. So, well, this is over. Forget it. Yeah. Friends for two months. You're like, you didn't tell me this. I go, well, this we're no longer been, friends. Should have been up front. No, we were like <laughs> a little disclosure next time. We were. I was like, I didn't. Well, it makes sense for the rhythm. What but, else but, are you uh, lying about? But we um, we hung out. I mean, we were best friends at this point, and yeah. his dad was kind of in and out of his life. And then his dad showed up, and I was like, oh. All right, like yeah. I did the thing where I was like, "Hey, okay, I see it." Yeah. All right, 
Because they started, they talked about the diversity thing, and he had to come out and go, "Hey, uh, I'm a black guy." Well, dude, we know kind of. What's really funny is I've watched I watched the media shove their foot in their mouth because someone, I believe, a Deadspin or it was one of those places, was like, "Cool, another white guy getting an opportunity that he doesn't deserve." (laughs) And then they had to re- retract it, and I loved it. And yeah. I loved watching it happen in yeah. real time where Deadspin was like, so we made a mistake, and it turns right. out Mike McDaniel's actually part African-American. <laughs> and you're like, hey, shut up, you idiot. And now he deserves it. Yeah. Suddenly they think he's a valid coach because they I can't mean, say otherwise. I know I'm he's sure a, he is. He's but- like straight up, like offensively, he's he's done so much and gets very little credit for it, but you know, it kind of engineered the run game. That San Francisco used, that Atlanta used, that uh, they used in D.C. Where was he coaching before? I don't even know where he was. He was the coordinator for the 49ers. Oh, was he? Okay. I I mean, dude, it was the best thing ever. I grew up a 49ers fan in Denver. And your best friend is now the the O.C. In 2016, when Kyle took over, he brought McDaniel with him. And McDaniel texted me. He's like, dude, I'm a 49er. And I was like, let's go. So (laughs) I'm going to make love to you. I would go go to as many games as I could and just stay with him. Dude, the coolest thing in the— Possibly the coolest thing that'll ever happen to me was that Super Bowl run in 2019 where we lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I went to every game. I went to every playoff game. I used all my Delta miles, oh. and I would fly out there and stay at his house. He would tell me what they were going to do. He told me how they were going to beat the Vikings. Oh. He's like, their D tackles are weak. We're going to run it right up the middle. And then when they played the Packers in the NFC Championship game, he's like, yeah, they got edge rushers. I'm using Mostert on the outside. He's like, I'm going to burn him. And Mostert had like 235 oh running. Oh, my God. I was at the game. And then it's I got cool that. when it pulls it off. You know, when they, the, oh, when they lose the Super Bowl, it stinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I got to go the night before. I was lucky enough that my girlfriend got me a ticket for the Super Bowl. And uh, we went to his hotel the night before, and he showed me the first 15 plays scripted. He was like, I mean, bad. you don't understand it. Right. It's like it's like bimbo right twenty two dump, and you're like, don't okay. know what that is. Seems like, and he would like tell me, he's like, that's a run, that's a run to the outside, oh. and you're like, oh, that's crazy. And it was like, uh, it was insane. It was yeah. insane to have that kind of access to my favorite sports organization. Yeah. And then when he took, the, I was selfish because he was like, I'm interviewing for a head coach, and I was like, dude, don't leave. <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on, don't stay. leave, yeah. stay a niner. And so when he took the Dolphins job. My girlfriend's from Boston. Yeah. Uh, Katie's like a huge Patriots fan. Ew. Well, and she's like, don't. She's like, I hope he doesn't go God, to the A's. She's got to be smoking hot to she, tolerate that part. Yeah, she's really hot. Okay. She was like, uh, <laughs> Good. she's a great sports fan, though. I mean, she's yeah, like, she Patriots. works in sports. But she uh, she was like, don't. I hope he doesn't go to the AFC East. And then he was like, I'm, I'm the, the Dolphins, Dolphins head coach. Head and you're like, no. <laughs> she's like, no Dolphins gear allowed in this house. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hide a T-shirt because I'm going to go to games. Yeah, that's exciting. And I have though. to support yeah, my friends. Support I yeah, I can't even imagine my friends being in that position. He's the only incredible. He, I mean, he's like the only friend that I've had that's done something crazy. Yeah. Everyone else is like, hey, Byron's a commercial electrician. <laughs> I'm like, that's fun. You know, he's got his license. I don't want to go watch him work. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you want to watch me install an industrial fan? And I'm like, not really. I'd rather Damn watch it. McDaniel implement his run game. Uh, God, that's, I need a friend like that. I mean, it's dude, it happened me. where he started coaching when we were like 22, yeah. 23 years old. We're both 39. And he was just like, um, he was just a coach. He was just like offensive quality control in Houston. He was yeah. a receivers coach. Damn what it. was crazy was his wedding in 2014. He got married and he was with uh, Washington at the time. And I was in a wedding party with Kyle Shanahan and like a bunch of other coaches, and now Kyle Shanahan's the head coach yeah, of my favorite of your team. team. And it was they were in Washington at the point, and I didn't care. But RG three was there. <laughs> right. This was after the season where they went to the playoffs with RG three, yeah, blew him up. And uh, he kept dancing with the, my girlfriend at the time. RG three did. Yeah, maybe he had a bad knee. You could probably outdance him at that that's, point. 
100% what I kept saying is, <laughs> he does another song, I'm going to collapse that left knee. Watch me. You're going to see a guy in a tuxedo run on the dance Sweep floor. Sweep the leg. And the, all of the D.C. metro area is going to hate me. Because I'm about to take And with the funniest part of that whole thing at McDaniel's wedding is I'm watching our... And I'm like, we're with all of our like best friends that we grew up with. So I'm standing with like other friends of mine, and they're like, hey, dude, it's... You know, they're just dancing or whatever. I wasn't like, how dare they? But I was right. like, all right, one more song. This is a <laughs> That's little much. Enough. Yeah. Dude, and I look to the side, and RG3's wife has just got her <gasps> arms crossed, just watching him dance with my girlfriend. And I was like, I've got an ally. I've got an ally. This is, I can break this thing up. You want to dance? Yeah, I was thinking about walking up to her being like, get in there, bust this up. What are you doing? yours. You own that. What are you doing? I can't. This guy's, you know, it was, it, and then also it was crazy because you were like, that was the first time I felt old. Yeah. When I met RG3, I was like, oh, you're a kid. Yeah, 23. I've but they po- feel like your uh, peers when you watch them on TV. I mean, I, play, like I had played with RG3 in NCAA college football. I'd played with yeah, like, right. ran games with him. <laughs> he's a man. Yeah, he's a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. You ask me. Uh, but that was a crazy, that was like a cool experience to be like, oh, and then, dude, the funniest part was I stuck my foot in my mouth with so we were doing pictures for the wedding. Right. wedding. And I told you the wedding party was like me, our buddy Chad that we grew up with, and right. our other friend Chandler, who Mike knew at Yale. And then the rest were coaches. Right. So those guys were, you know, that like coach energy, which I'm not, I didn't grow right. up with a dad. So right. I don't have. <laughs> you don't even know what that is. I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that. I'm never comfortable with an right. older man folding his arms and disapprove and disappointment. <laughs> when like, you took a knee, it was something else. Yeah. I was like, I'll take a lap, dude. Yeah. I suck. And so we're sitting there. Obviously, I'm a huge 49ers fan, and one of the bridesmaids' husband was a coach, and he had just been hired in San Francisco, right. and she was from the Bay Area, where my grandma lives, and so and my whole family, my dad's family's from, and so I was like, oh, you're from the Bay, and he's on the Niners? He's great, right. and we were talking like that, like, we're going to have so fun, so much, yeah. we're going to have so much fun going to those games, <laughs> and this coach was like, oh, you should come to some Redskins games. He's like, come to some Redskins games, and I was like, oh, I actually went to a game last year where the 49ers played Washington right. Monday Night Football. And he goes, oh, yeah, this is during the Harbaugh years. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, it was a tough game. Alden Smith got a sack. And I went, he got three and a half. <laughs> and I said that, and the guy just looked at me like, and went completely cold. <laughs> went completely cold. And then we're having dinner right at the wedding, and I tell my best friend Danny, one of my other best right. friends, I'm like, yeah, that guy, like, hates me. <laughs> he was, like, saying that or whatever, and I told him the story, and my buddy goes, He's the O-line coach. <laughs> you just told him that he sucked at his job. And I was like, oh. Whoops. And so then that guy ended up getting busted in Miami doing coke oh, and filming. What? So it worked out. And we had a drop on the bonfire. Right? And it's a word we can't say on terrestrial radio. But he goes, I wish I was doing this off your, you know. Off and your it, D or ass? Off a P. Off your oh, P. geez. And yeah. so we were like laughing about it. And it was a drop. Can you even do that? So I made the call. I go, this guy will be back in the league in two years. And he was. <laughs> no And kidding. now he works for the 49ers. <laughs> so last year, I go to the Niners at Lions because McDaniel's offensive coordinator. Right. I'm like, it's COVID's over. You can There's people in the stadium. So I'm like, I'm going to week one. Me and Al Madrick will go. And we're on the sidelines waiting to talk to McDaniel. And that old line coach walks up. <laughs> and he sees me and he goes, hey. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, here no. it comes. He listened to the bonfire. <laughs> and he goes, how you doing, man? And he just had a conversation. That was no problem with it. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't. Yeah. And I walked away like, 
Sorry. So I, I, I immediately felt bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, we have you as a drop. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. He was so nice. And wow. he's such a good guy. And I talked to Mike's wife, and he's like, he's the best. He's yeah. sober now. And yeah. he's like, Which makes him nice. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, as someone that quit drinking, you yeah. like realize when yeah. you quit drinking, you're like, people become very nice when they quit drinking. <laughs> Out of necessity. Dan Soder is at the uh, Stand Up Live downtown this week. And leave us with words of wisdom real quick. Uh, get offline, dude. There you go. Perfect. I people. couldn't agree with that more. Yeah, no, it's no, damaging. It's, yeah, it's just all toxic. Oh, beautiful. Thank you, man. It's always a pleasure. It's 98KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's FamilyBBQ.com.